Rod Spadinger. I have CF. I received a double lung liver transplant when I was 44 years old and 51 weeks. I'm now 50 years old. I'm originally from Hawaii, Honolulu, Hawaii, and I now live in Dallas, Texas because I had to move here to get that transplant. My name is Joshua Bowder. I'm in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I'm the vice president of CF Best Worldwide. I have a daughter who's four years old with cystic fibrosis named Evangeline. CFS Worldwide was started in June of 2020. Kind of neat how it started. It was in January of 2020 when I received a message from a girl in Chile with CF I didn't know anything of. She messaged me. She asked me if I had CF. I told her I did. She asked me if I lived in the U.S. I told her I did. Then she asked me if I could donate a vest to her. So I slept on it for maybe a couple of nights. I realized, what the heck? I have a vest here that I'm not using at my transplant. It's just sitting there. Why don't I give it to her? So I gave it to her sent it to Florida, which went to Chile. I thought that was that. That was weird, but you know, one-time thing. Must have been a month later, I got a voice, I got a message also from an unknown person. This was um, Muhammad in Lebanon. And um, he asked me the same questions. Then he asked, can you give me a vest? I thought, who is this? First of all, who are you? And why would anybody give a vest away? But I thought, what the heck? I'll put it out there. So I, I went out to Facebook and I said, Muhammad in Lebanon needs a vest. And it must have been about three days later, Danny from Ohio said, I have a vest. I can give it to Mohammed. So I, I facilitated the transfer of the vest from Ohio to Lebanon. And that's how it started. I, re I realized this can't be a coincidence. Two people out of the blue, unknown, contacting me with the same questions with the same need. And in June 2020, it, it became official. So our mission of CFS Worldwide is to give vests, these life-saving pieces of equipment, to CF patients around the world. To date, we've uh, donated 186 vests to four people, to CF patients in 46 countries. And we literally have dozens on the wait list. When I met Rod, I had no idea what a vest was. I really had no idea what cystic fibrosis was, what it meant. And Rod, you know, kind of informed me about everything that was going on and everything that they were doing. And I said, yeah, give me a vest. How do I get one? And I, Pounded Rod for a vest, trying to figure out how to get one into Thailand, how to get one over here. And Rod was just super helpful. Um, he, I, I saw the need. Um, I saw the hope that this vest was bringing me. Um, I saw some, I saw an accomplishment, a goal being met um, when I got that vest. And the hope that it brought to me, the, the encouragement that it was to me, I think it did more uh, for us than it actually probably did for the CF uh, and our daughter. When we got diagnosed with cystic fibrosis, our doctor told us, uh, the first thing that she told us was that we need to prepare for a lung transplant when our daughter was two years old. I was scared and had no idea. And I thought that lung transplant meant that she was good for the rest of her life and that she has brand new lungs. And I was put in contact with Rod and started asking him all these hard questions about lung transplants and what it looks like and was not happy uh, that that was our reality. Um, the life expectancy after uh, lung transplants is not where it should be. And that was very scary to me at two years old, thinking that my daughter needs a lung transplant. And Rod was there to help and answer questions. And I found out about Bess, I had no idea. and. Um, after that, I said, this is great. I want to be involved. And the partnership with Rod and I works great because Rod 
experiences CF in the first world and I experienced CF in the third world. Our daughter has gone through so many things that all these people that we're helping go through. We know the struggle, we know what medicines are available, we know which medicines aren't available, we know all the things that we can't get because of our location. And it's even worse in some of these countries that we deal with. I think the, the reason that Rod chose me for CFS Worldwide is because I experience and I know how great of a hope that a vest can bring you. Um, because that's what our mission is about. It's about bringing hope to these people. A vest is great, but they're struggling with depression and with all these, all these things that come with it and just thinking that nobody cares. And we bring them this vest and it shows that we care, that we love them, that we're right there with them. And the most important thing is that we can bring them hope. In Thailand, CF is still viewed as a white person disease. Um, it's underdiagnosed. There's three places in Thailand where you can get diagnosed, but you have to get a referral to get diagnosed or you have to pay two months salary to get, to get the sweat test to get diagnosed. Um, there is, there's very little education. There's very little support. There's no CFF here. There's only 30 people who have CF. There's no help. There's no hope in Thailand. We, have, we don't have Toby. We don't have modulators. We don't have vests. We don't have very basic care. And, you know, there's just so much um, that people don't understand in the first world about cystic fibrosis in the third world. And the people in the third world don't understand so much about cystic fibrosis that because all that information is trapped in the first world in the English language. Okay, a couple of CF patients come to mind who we've helped at uh, CFS Worldwide. The first one, his name is Gautam. He lives in India. This was back in 2021, I believe. We, um, we found out about him and we, we sent the vest over to him. That was during the first COVID um, emergency and it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but just before the second COVID emergency in India, we sent them a portable oxygen concentrator. That was just something that we did. It got to him just before the second outbreak, which was, which was tremendous timing because when the second outbreak hit, even the hospitals were having a hard time getting oxygen to the patients. So if we didn't get that uh, portable oxygen concentrator to Gotham in time, he, I don't know what he would have done. He would have had the, the metal tanks, would have had to go to the hospitals, may or may not have gotten oxygen. And his lung function was pretty poor at the time, about 20%, so could have been in dire straits. What inspires me about this guy, Gotham, he's, he's a genius. He works for a multinational company, um, a U.S.-based company in India, even though he was, he was out working remote, remotely, oxygen, all of this, essentially to save his life so that he has access to Trikafta, this company transferred him to the U.S. So Gotham now lives in the U.S. working for that same company. If, he, if he, they didn't transfer him, he might not be with us. So that's, that's the best success story we have for, for that. In Thailand, we've met some really amazing people and we've been able to give best to some really amazing people over here. We met a mom, her name is Anne. She has a daughter named Nadi who has cystic fibrosis. And we're, they're still doing suction over here um, where every day, three or four times a day, you get a tube and you stick it down your child's throat and you bang on their chest for the manual percussion and you suck all of the mucus out of their lungs. And um, we met this mom, she's a single mom with an eight-year-old daughter and all her life, 
she has been doing suction all by herself. And I asked her, how do you do that? And she said, you just do what you have to do. You know, if you don't do it, your daughter's gonna die. And what, what, what choice do I have? I just have to do my job. And um, it was just amazing to me because I looked at her and we, we met her and we brought her a vest and I said, you know, I hope this just helps improve your quality of life because I know what a toll that's got to take on you. And I have a lot of respect for you being able to do that by yourself. Um, it, it just is really incredible. And she she's one of the strongest people that I know. And her daughter was just in the hospital um, this two weeks ago um, for two weeks. And um, I want to give a shout out to Jamie and Aaron Strong Backpack uh, because they gave us the idea um, to send a backpack filled with all kinds of stuff um, for Naughty uh, to play with. I mean, everybody knows how boring two weeks in the hospital is. And uh, to be able to give them something um, to make that easier and to help her enjoy it, um, it was just incredible. They, you know, she's eight years old. She's been in the hospital, you know, 10, 10 times and uh, she's never had anything like that. And so it was just really amazing to do that. A second, I'm thinking of um, a father that Josh and I both met. He's uh, in Libya. His daughter is Norris. Her name is Nora. I believe she's three years old. He is so embedded in the CF community in Libya, although there is no CF community there. I believe he said there are three doctors in all of Libya who treat patients with CF, and maybe one in particular. And he knows, this father knows exactly how many dozens of CF patients are in Libya. He's, he's going all in to advocate for CF patients when they aren't even known and there is no treatment, but he's, he gave him and his daughter a vest. He's doing everything he can to reach out, to work with the doctor that he's seeing with his daughter, get him information so that that doctor can treat the other various dozens of CF patients in that country. So that, that father is an inspiration to me. Um, and then, you know, it seems, it seems like the, from everything that I've, I've experienced with CFS worldwide. Uh, it seems like the worst care is in Pakistan. And uh, we're, there's so many people in Pakistan who have this, who have cystic fibrosis. And um, I've been working with family specifically, um, trying, to, trying to help them in every way that I can, doing things that are outside of our, our mission. Um, and I was even involved with them before I, I got involved with CFS Worldwide. Um, and they have a vest and they have, uh, medicines are available, but there's so many shortages and they're, they're trying to, how, like when you don't have Creon, how do you eat? And um, there's shortages of Creon and it just is so complicated to see these things and to see a mom who had a daughter die of cystic fibrosis already and has another child who's six years old and weighs less than my four-year-old daughter. Um, it is just incredible to see, you know, she's the cutest little girl um, and they're, they're struggling so hard to figure out how to get help and nobody helps. And so we, we, went, we went back to the States uh, and all the medicine that we got, we just put it in a big box and we sent it to Pakistan and it took, you know, three months to get there, but it got there. And it was, I, I, I imagine it was like Christmas day when you're, when you're a little kid, just opening that package and seeing everything that was in there. Um, and, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, even little stuff, just sending a box of Toby or sending, 
um, something that, you know, an aerobica, you know, even that, like that can mean the world to bring hope to somebody. And, you know, I, I really advocate for people in the CF community just to adopt a family, just pick one family to adopt and see if there's any way that you can help. Because if you get involved in their life, yeah, they're going to be demanding. They're going to be they're going to be upfront and and probably rude. Uh, but the reality is, is their child is dying, and they have no idea how to help them. There's no education. There's no information. There's no medicine. There's no medical tools. There's nothing available to them. And the doctors there know less than you do as a CF parent. And you know that's there's just so much that needs to be done in outside of the US and the Western world. Uh, and if every family or even every other family just was to adopt one person or one child or one family, uh, it could go a long ways in, in the third world, in the international CF community. I've mentioned before, we've donated 186 vests to see a patient in 47 countries. And those all come through donations. We're so fortunate to have the many donations to send the vests. Our turnover is incredible, it's constant. If we don't have vests donated to us, we can't um, help. We need funds as well because we, we pay for the shipping of the donations that come into us. The, don the like, shipping expense as much as maybe $46 to $100, and that comes out of pocket. We're a very small organization, very limited resources. Without funding, even if we have the vests, we're not able to send them out. So we really have, have twofold. And if you're not able to either give a vest or to help us with funding, just, just get the word out about us. That's all we need. Um, on your social media pages, just do a shout out to CFS Worldwide. We're on Instagram at CFVWW, uh, Facebook at CFS Worldwide. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Just, just give a shout out. The, the more people know about us, the more awareness there is, more vests can come to us, the more people we can help. That's 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 the best way we can you you can you can help our mission to give best to see a patients all over the world. Mm -hmm.